Hey, hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to the broadcast. This is Pastor Jack C., Pastor Mike Riggs, hello, coming to hello. you from West Houston Christian Center. And we are continuing our study on the Holy Spirit. But really, Mike, what I'm excited about is we're actually going to get into the gifts of the Spirit. Yes. And I knew at the beginning of uh, uh, beginning these studies on the Holy Ghost that if we want manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our Sunday morning services, if we want manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our youth class, if we want manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our prayer, well, uh, there has to be faith in that area. And so faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we have been endeavoring to preach and teach about the Holy Spirit and specifically starting today about the gifts of the Spirit because we know that these are vital tools that God gave us to uh, edify the church and to build it up. Yes. And working together as, a, uh, as one, one unit and, and bringing the, you know, allowing the unity and diversity to flow through the Spirit. Uh, one thing I know is when we're focused on the Holy Spirit, then we're not leaving any open doors for mm. the, 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 the enemy to come in because we're, where there's an open space, he, he will definitely try to come in and occupy. That's good, Mike. Yes. Very, very good. We're going to be taking uh, the lion's share of our study out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I just want to encourage everybody to take some good notes and go get your Bible. And if you're using your phone or a tablet, uh, it's important to know that what we're talking about is not just Mike and I's opinion about this. And yes, we have used other resources uh, to add to this study, but what we're pulling from, we're pulling primarily from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And let me just read 12.1 to you real quick. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. I think the main thing that we want to... Um, the foundation that we want to lay concerning the gifts is that first and foremost, that these gifts are here to profit us. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. And that when God gives us these gifts, um, he's knowing that if we would add these gifts to what we're doing, that it will help strengthen the church. It'll help build the church. Uh, it will help bring people to the church. Um, and believe it or not, when all these gifts are operating in the way in which they were created under the spirit in which they were created, uh, they're going to produce a strong, powerful, just like you just said. You know, there are so many uh, ways the enemy tries to get in. And the number one way is through ignorance. Yeah. Amen. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit, he, he wants you to... Uh, just as Pastor Jack C said, not to be ignorant of it. He does not want us to be uninformed on how to use these uh, spiritual gifts. Uh, so it's, it's vital. It's, it's very important that we understand how to operate in them and when to operate in, in, the, in the gifts so that we are building up. Uh, as we build up ourselves, we're able to build up the body. Amen. Well said. You know, we have to remember that this church in Corinthians, or this Corinth church as we call it, that it was primarily known for prostitution back in the day. And obviously it was also known for idolatry. And so you have this new group of believers, these New Testament believers, 
And really the whole book of Corinthians, Paul is just endeavoring to bring order to the new church. And uh, if you go back to 1 Corinthians, he had to bring order concerning uh, communion. Um, he had to bring order concerning um, uh, speaking. He had to bring order, you know, in family situations and things like that. And that this was a church that had all the gifts, but were overusing and not really understanding the purpose of them. And so, you know, let me just key off of a word real quick. Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant. And ignorant simply means unaware, uninformed, and to not to know. So if I'm ignorant of something, it doesn't mean I'm stupid. It doesn't mean that I'm impaired. Uh, there's a, there are a lot of things that I'm ignorant of. You know, I can watch football my whole life. And you know what? I'm still ignorant to some of the rules in football. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you say football because this is exactly how I relate uh, this, these particular scriptures to it, uh, that everyone has a gift. We all possess a gift and we all have a com- contribution to the body. And as a football team, Everyone on the team has a specific gift and, and the coach assigns uh, you to a per- certain position. You know, one person is gifted in hiking the ball. One person is gifted in throwing the ball. One person is gifted in running the ball. One's uh, gifted in catching the ball. However, it's to get the entire team to the same goal. So we, we, we're, we're as a body of Christ. We all has, have different gifts. However, we have the same goal, which is given by the Holy Spirit. Uh, so to, it's a team effort, in other words, and, and, and you should be honing in on your gift and, and you know, and just hearing from God. Like what your, if you don't know what your gift is, pray, ask God, what is your gift? So you, that's the skill you want to hone in on. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking. <laughs> You know, Mike and I like sports and we like football. And, you know, you have everybody that's on the same team, but they have a different job and they have a different skill set. And uh, if you had a whole team just made up of offensive linemen, you you wouldn't have a team that was going to that was going to be built for speed (laughs) or passing (laughs) or anything else like that. You know, if you had just a team of wide receivers, you know, you'd have this really um, quick, agile team, but it would be very, very hard to block anybody or you know, defense, offense, and those types of things. Absolutely. Uh, and God chooses who he's going to give these gifts to. So, and is, so otherwise, it's important also that we don't compete or compare our gifts to the gifts of someone else. Uh, we look like we're talking about football here. The, the quarterback can't com- compete for the wide receiver's job. Right. That's not his gift. No, so, okay. uh, I think it's important for us to do no, the same thing. We, we shouldn't compete. We shouldn't compare. Again, just know what your gift is, and let's operate. We want to operate to the fullest in that gifting. That's Amen. good, Mike. You know, the teams that end up winning the Super Bowl every year, for the most part, are teams that are balanced. Yes. You know, they're not teams. You know, they might have a, an offense or a defense that's better than the other, but for the most part, they're really good on both sides of the ball, yeah. and there's a continuity and a and a you know, it's as if one body moving in unison. And uh, it's the same with the gifts of the Spirit. You know, when we're all operating, like Mike said, you know, it's the Spirit 
who wills what gift that we use. Hey, let me give you a definition of what the word gifts means in the Bible. You know, gift means something different. When I think of gift, I think of a Christmas gift or a birthday gift. But this word gifts is really the word charisma that uh, we use a lot. It's a Greek word, but this is what it means. It means a gift of grace. It means a free gift. It means a divine gratuity. It means a special endowment. It means a miraculous faculty. So when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, we have to understand that these are gifts that God gave to us, that it's a free gift, that it is a gift of grace. Yeah, these gifts are not something that I can earn. These gifts are not something that I can buy. These gifts are not something that I can decide, like you just said, when I want to use it and how I want to use it. These gifts are spiritual manifestations. Now, the Bible is really clear that we're as a body to covet these gifts. Mm -hmm. But I'm not to just covet word of wisdom. I'm not just to covet speaking in tongues. What I want to do is I want to covet, see, it's back to that team thing. I don't just, when I'm watching football, I'm not just pulling for the linebacker. You know, I'm not, hey, whatever happens with the linebacker, I don't care. What I'm doing is I'm pulling for the whole team. And when I pull for the whole team, then the whole group gets edified. The whole group yeah. wins. Uh, one thing is you say about these gifts and the, how I, what stands out to me mostly is that it's a it's God given, mm-hmm. and what's God given can't be taken away. Right. So uh, again, when, when we operate in these gifts, uh, I, I think we could get better at operating in. I, I don't know if, like you said, if we're listening to the Holy Spirit on how. Knowing how to use the gift, knowing when to use the gift, uh, then we get to a point where we're edifying one another, edifying the body. Uh, again, one person, I, I saw, I saw, I read this quote, uh, I'm not, I can't remember his name, where it says that an individual can win a, a, a trophy. A team wins championships. And that's what we're aiming for. We're aiming for the championship. Yeah, you know, it, we're, the whole body as a team can come together and win other people over to the Lord. Amen. That's the championship. Not uh, one person. We want to win the whole nation. Right. Yeah. That's good. You know, it says, you know, immediately Paul is starting off and saying, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. I would have to venture to say that if there was an opportunity 2,000 years ago for there to be ignorance about the gifts, that there's still probably an opportunity for today to be ignorant ignorant about the gifts. And uh, I wrote down some of the reasons of why um, there's ignorance about them. First and foremost, we don't know anything about the gifts. You know, if I'm ignorant of something, it just means that I'm, I'm missing that piece of information. We just don't know. And, you know, how many of us have gone through situations where, man, we sure now looking back, wish the gifts of the Spirit would have been an operation, but they weren't an operation because, you know, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Uh, he's just not going to jump in and, and, and put himself in front and make us use these gifts. No, no. I think that's why he calls them a gift. Yeah. It has to be received. It ha- we have to be grateful for them and we have to use them. You know, we were listening in our faith school on Sunday about how do we frustrate the grace of God? Well, it's really simple. If someone comes to give me a gift and I refuse to take it, if someone makes me this really big, nice meal, but I refuse to eat it, you know, if somebody's endeavoring to get this free gift to me, but I put my hands behind my back, 
That's frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Uh, Again, and I said this earlier, God wants you to use that gift and he wants you to use it to its fullest potential. Amen. Amen. Uh, Not bits and pieces of it. No, he wants you to use all of it. He gifted it to you for the purpose of um, of using it, not just, you know, to put in your back pocket. It's kind of like a gift card. I I was telling my wife the other day, someone gives me a gift card man, I spend it right away. You know, (laughs) I don't don't wait. And and I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, going to the store, using it, whether or not will this work or will this not. No, it was gifted to me. I know it's going to cover me. You know, without hesitation, I spend it. Amen. You know, some people, and, and I don't know where this teaching comes from, but there are those that erroneously believe that um, the gifts of the Spirit faded away, kind of like tongues faded away, uh, or if with the last apostles and those types of things. And yet, okay, let me go back to this football analogy one more time before we take a break. I am getting ready to score the winning touchdown. I mean, I'm in overtime. And I am ready to go in, and if I score, I'm going to win this championship. Why in the world would I pull my most gifted players off the field and expect to go in and do any damage or to win that game? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No. So there really is no scripture that says anything about any of these gifts passing away. Yeah. What I do see is that when these gifts are used in operation, that it brought healing, it brought deliverance, it brought prosperity, it brought peace, it raised the dead. I mean, it did so many wonderful things that we're still in need of today that I really don't think that they've passed away. And a lot of us, Mike, also, we just kind of might have a limited knowledge. We might have read through them, but never really got into a really deep study as to the purpose of the gifts or why it's important for us today as the the New Testament church to walk in those gifts. Yeah, Uh also, what you know, just listening to you, why would I not use the gifts? And then you're kind of getting yourself into into an area of doubt. If you don't believe that God's promises are true and He'll do what He says is true, and the Bible, First Corinthians chapter twelve is true, then you know there's there's doubt, yeah. and you you can't operate at your fullest potential of your gift and in doubt at the same time. That's really it, good. it's not going to work. Awesome. Well, man, we've already blown through this first segment. Uh, We want you to stay tuned. We've got some exciting things happening here at the church. We're going to give you an opportunity to sow and to give, but we want you to come back as we get a little bit deeper into the gifts of the Spirit. Hey, welcome back. Uh, I hope and pray that you're enjoying this study of the Holy Spirit and that you're taking some good notes. You know, during the break, Mike, I was just thinking, you know, there's always this push when it comes to the spiritual things for them to have passed away. And uh, that the, the, the apostles were the last ones to use them and, and all that. But when I look at 1 Corinthians, I look, you know, no one ever argues that communion's passed away. <laughs> you know, no one ever argues that anything else in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 passed away except the things of the Spirit. And uh, what's so interesting, and, and it's because there's, there's, a, there's a certain amount of unknown when it comes to spiritual things. And, and of course, we've all seen people you know, take things to an extreme. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but just because something has been taken to an extreme doesn't mean that there's not still a root of truth or power that's in it. And so it's very, very important to remember that when we're talking, see, God is a God of order. And the Holy Spirit, uh, He's a gentleman. And He, you know, doesn't possess us and doesn't take us over. His 
<clears throat> main goal, you know, to the New Testament church is that he's a helper to us. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at these gifts of the spirit, they're to help me. Every bit of it. Uh, hey, just speaking from a personal when I know I've done all that I can do and, 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 and then divert my attention to the Holy Spirit and started giving him my focus uh, when it comes to being healed uh, or when it comes to being able to understand. Hey, I have to go to the Holy Spirit just to understand some of the scriptures sometime. And I call on him just to get the wisdom and understanding, you know, to be able to operate in that gift. So. I know it's real. It's real. And I know he comes, as you say, as the helper to yeah. us. Yes. Amen. He helps us. Right. Uh, certain words to start popping out of that scripture. Absolutely. Like, oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. Right. And something, and this is a little bit off topic, but, and I'm sure we're going to get into it at a later date, but you know, sometimes the gifts of the spirit are, they're very supernatural, but they're not very spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when we think about operating or walking or using the gifts of the spirit, you know, we're, we're looking for the cloud to open and the dove to descend and, you know, all the apostles and the Old Testament saints to gather around us as we minister this powerful word. And a lot of times, because it's the Holy Spirit talking to our spirit, it just manifests in, you know, you might have, I might have something that you need. Yes. Amen. And I'm praying and it's helping me. But in reality, when I operate in that gifts of the spirit, now it's helping you. Yeah, exactly. And that really is how the gifts are supposed to operate. They are supposed to be a help. Now, first Corinthians chapter 12, um, we have to notice that this is a book just like all the other books in first Corinthians. When he talked about communion, when he talked about order in church services, when he talked about clothing, when he talked about head coverings, when he talked about all these things, he's not talking to an individual. He's talking to the whole church. And sometimes we get, you know, when it talks about maybe we have a limited knowledge about the spirit, we have just enough knowledge to know that they're there, but not to understand the difference between a private and a public manifestation of a gift. Mm. And, And tongues is by far probably the most misunderstood of all of them because as Steve and I spent weeks and weeks talking about on this broadcast, is when we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, the first witness, the first evidence is I get my prayer language where I am able to begin to pray and use in other tongues. But there is a public setting of tongues, and it's completely different. And just because that I can pray in tongues in my prayer language doesn't necessarily mean that I automatically have the gift of tongues and can stand up in a church service and give a word in tongues. There's two different administrations of that taking place. There's a private setting and there's a public setting. But then what we, what, where we, where we don't want to get into confusion is we have to understand that Corinthians was written to a church and not just to an individual. Yeah. It, it created for the entire body. It goes on and it talks about it through verses one through 14. Um, actually in verse 14, uh, it says, for the body is not one member, but many. So again, going back what Pastor Jack C is saying, that it's not created just for an individual. This is created for the whole body. And uh, each member has its own function, mm-hmm. uh, sort of like uh, you've related to this time and time again, of uh, how the body has many parts. So just as our 
respiratory system has in uh, in in a nervous system circula uh, circulatory system all mm -hmm. has to function together to make this body work right. and function and operate so that's, that, and that's what he's talking about that's why as a body we are to covet uh, sorry to covet these gifts not just one particular gift yeah that's good and and and, and god will choose on how to so to say distribute these gifts out among the body. Yeah, that's well said. Yeah. You know, another way that sometimes people will show that they have a, a limited knowledge of the gifts is that they will proclaim that they operate in all the gifts. Yeah, exactly. And that is, that is, when we come from that particular angle with that statement, we're implying that we're in control of using those gifts when we want to use them. And, and like I said before, it's very, very important to remember that Paul tells us to covet these gifts, that it's important, but we are to covet the gifts, all of them together. And after we covet them together as a body, it's the spirit wills individually in a public setting, which one of those gifts need to be used. Yeah, yeah which, yeah, which one's gonna be, a, you're gonna be most effective in. Right, yeah. you know, there might be an opportunity mm -hmm. where to raise the dead. Mm -hmm. Well, if I just walk in there and think that it's my job to start you know, give a word of wisdom or something, although it might involve a word of wisdom, I'm willing as the Spirit, but the Spirit's going to will. He's going to tell us. You know, we were reading, a, a, I believe it was our book yesterday in staff, and it was Smith Wigglesworth, and he was talking about the gifts of tongues mm -hmm. and how there had been a missionary and he had been sick and just sick as he could be, and they had prayed for him. And, you know, nothing was going to happen. He was going to die. And, you know, it really was sad. Well, then all of a sudden, one day, he just, the next day, he just stands up and he's completely and totally healed without any sign of anything that had happened to him. Well, he gets back to the States. He's sharing his testimony. And a, a woman steps up to him and says, hey, you know, I, I need to share this with you. He said, she said, I was praying. And amen. Good things happen when we pray. <laughs> Amen. If you want to be used in the gifts of the Spirit, be a person of prayer. Spend time praying in other tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit. It will help produce an atmosphere for these gifts to operate in as we begin to navigate them. But she said the Lord had her pray for that minister by name in other tongues. And uh, the minister had a diary and they checked his diary and her diary when she prayed. And it was the exact same time. Yeah. So you had the gifts of praying in other tongues and, you know, without going back and redoing all on the gifts of, of praying in other tongues, the tongues helps us pray what we don't know. Yeah. This woman had no idea that she was praying, but that gift was in utterance. It was the gift that he needed and they came together and brought healing. Yeah. And, and that's where the word where you said praying in the unknown. Mm -hmm. She had no idea why she was praying for him, but she was she was praying for it how important it was that she just simply was being obedient to what the Lord would have her to do. That's what I'm talking about operating in its full potential. That's good. Uh, to, for, to pray for someone and that he's able to rise when he's on, well, it was the opposite side of the world. Opposite side of the world. Two different continents. Yeah, two different. Yeah, exactly. However, timelines with the journals line right up that as he was laying in the bed, believing to be healed, she was praying and the man Stood right up. Yeah, that's so Man, good. That's so awesome. good. So good. Um, I want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And 
there were some things that were happening with this church that, you know, like we said before, really weren't happening with our church today. 12 verse 2 says, you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Well, Pastor Jack, why is that even in there? Well, once again, you've got to recognize that these new believers, new converts, had come out of a, a lifestyle where prostitution was the name of the game and idolatry. And they would get in, you know, you get new people into these church services and the spirit would begin to move and the gifts of the spirit would be in operation. And there were times where someone would stand up under the wrong spirit and would begin to try and prophesy and would actually say, Jesus is accursed. Mm. Well, how do we know it's the spirit and not the spirit? It's really simple. Um, you were not going to get up under the unction of the Holy Spirit and say that Jesus is accursed. That is the wrong spirit. So um, even when, well, how do we know that it is of the spirit? Well, we're going to get up. We can only say that Jesus is Lord. That's right. Jesus is Lord. God is the source of each uh, one of these gifts. And with him being the source of each gift, he deserves the glory. Absolutely. And this is what uh, leads us to say Jesus is Lord because he deserves the glory for the gift that was given. Amen. That's really good. You know, even today, you know, we, we, we've been around, I've been around church now for 30 years. I've, I've been in a number of churches. I worked for some large ministries, had the opportunity to travel. And, you know, people are still people. There, there's not a perfect church anywhere. You know, why is that? Because we go there and we're imperfect. And we would recognize sometimes that, you know, sometimes people will want to use the gifts, but use them for the wrong reason. And it's a, a, a way for them to have some attention or they just want to be a part of what's going on. And so they step out and they might say or do something that, that we know is not of the spirit. Amen. And uh, what we're looking for is, you know, there's a sincerity to these gifts. And if I'm open and honest with the Lord, and I really, like I said, I want to I want to be a vessel that God can use in these gifts, then it's important for me to recognize that, you know, it's actually you have to be mature yeah. to walk in these gifts because you got to remember that this early church, you know, Paul was coming and saying, look, everybody's coming to church. Everybody has a word. Everybody has a tongue. Everybody has a psalm. And we're all doing it at the same time. And because we're all doing it, there's so many voices. No one's getting edified. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, if I could go back just a little bit when you said that sometimes you may have someone to get up and operate that's when you know he's not operating in the spirit because that's going to only bring in attention to himself. It's good, Mike. And if it's taking the attention and it's taking the glory off God, then you know it is not of the Holy Spirit. Bottom line. Amen. Yeah. That's really good. Well, as we're kind of coming to the end, I do want to talk just very briefly about the diversity of these gifts. Um, it's the same spirit. And just like there's a diversity of football positions on a football team, there are diversity of gifts, but we all play for the same team. Yes. Amen. And so when I operate my gift under the same team, then I'm going to bring championship to every one of them. Amen. When I do my job as a quarterback, then all the tight ends are going to get blessed. When I do my job, then everything is going to operate in 
the same way. And there's basically, and here's just something to remember, is that these gifts are to profit us all. Amen. These gifts, as Mike just said, are not to puff me up, to bring attention to me. These gifts are there specifically to edify, to build up the entire body. And so there's three categories of gifts. There's nine gifts, and we all, all know that. Uh, the gifts are prophecy, uh, there's tongues, there's interpretation of tongues, there's faith, there's miracles, there's healing, there's word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. But we all have to remember they're all part of the same spirit. There's a diversity of gifts, but the same spirit that gives utterance. Three of the gifts say something, and that's the gifts of prophecy, of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And as we go, I'm going to give you more specifics about each one. There are three gifts that are power gifts, and those are the gifts of faith, the gift of miracles, and the gift of healings, plural. Very important to remember that there is no gift of healing. There's not one specific. It's the gifts of healings, plural. And that plural covers a multitude. Just very, very briefly, if you've ever been to a Catherine Kuhlman crusade or a Benny Hinn crusade, not everybody in those crusades are, are being afflicted with the same thing. So you need the gifts of healing to operate so that everybody there receives their healing. And then you have three gifts that reveal something. And those are word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. It helps us see something. Well, pastor, which gift is the best gift? That's very, very simple. The ones that was listed first. The ones that were listed first are by far uh, the gift of prophecy, the gift of faith, and the word of wisdom. Those gifts, but the most important gift is the gift that you need at the time that you need it. So what we want to do is put ourselves in a position where the Holy Spirit can use us. And in order for the Holy Spirit to use us, we can't be ignorant. We have to know what uh, these gifts are. We have to know what the operation are. And we have to recognize that they're there to bring health and hope. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of the broadcast. I want to just thank you. Pastor Mike and I are just getting into this. I want to thank Pastor Mike for joining me. Uh, we don't ever want to stop a broadcast without giving you an opportunity to know the creator of heaven and earth, God, who created you, who loves you, uh, who has a plan for your life. And so according to Romans chapter eight, the Bible says that all we have to do is confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and then believe that he raised his son from the dead. And you're like, Pastor Jack, that is so simple. Yes, it is. God knew that Jack C. Pigeon was going to be in the earth and he was going to need to be simple. He did not want to confuse this with a bunch of forms and formulas and do's and don'ts. He said, look, if you'll just cry out to me from an honest heart and believe that I'm God, then I'll save you. So just pray this prayer with us today. Just say, dear Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I surrender my life to you. I ask you now to fill me with your precious Holy Spirit, to clean me of all unrighteousness, all sin. I ask you, Lord, to, to show me, Father, and lead me and guide me to a good church, to disciple me, Father. God, I want to know more about you. I receive you. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your healing and your deliverance today. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Well, if that's the first time you've ever prayed that, we would love for you to contact us here at the church through email uh, or join us on a Sunday morning at 1030. And we would love for you to be a part 
of the church body at West Houston Christian Center. You know, every believer needs a church and needs uh, the gifts operating in their life. And the gifts were created to operate in the church. So we want to encourage you to be a part of a local church. Amen. Well, until next week, this is Pastor Mike, Pastor Jack. We love you. Jesus is Lord.